some surprisingly poor quarterback play throughout the entire Big Ten over the weekend. How did your quarterback do? We'll do some Monday armchair quarterbacking right now. Lockdown Big Ten starts now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And it's brought to you by FanDuel and FanDuel's Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Uh, make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. On today's show, we're going to look at literally half of the quarterbacks in the Big Ten I thought were pretty poor this past weekend. Some of them a little concerning, to be honest. Uh, then there's some good. We'll finish with some good vibes as well and uh, give some kudos to whoever deserves it. Plus our Big Ten Top Ten, my Top Ten Observations of the Weekend from the Big Ten. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right. As I said, some concerning play over the weekend. Let's get into it. Let's start at Michigan. Yes, J.J. McCarthy, a generational quarterback, threw a career-high three interceptions in the 31-6 win over Bowling Green. By the way, love the new stadium LED lights at the big house and the all-blue unis in a night game I thought looked spectacular on TV Saturday night. How about you? But I couldn't help but think if they were playing like a Penn State or maybe if they were playing Ohio State with that effort, um, I, I don't know that they would have won the game. They very easily could have lost. Take a positive out of it, of course. J.J. Uh, McCarthy did find Roman Wilson for a touchdown. That's like becoming a thing now between these guys. Um, let's see. First game, uh, Wilson had three touchdowns. The second game, he had two, and this one, he had one. So six touchdowns in three games already. Obviously, he's uh, J.J. McCarthy's favorite receiver at this point. And, of course, good news for uh, the Wolverines. Jim Harbaugh returns from his three-game suspension as the Wolverines host Rutgers on Saturday in their Big Ten opener. So there is that. In the Penn State game at Illinois, the Nittany Lions won 30-13. to Drew Aller was pretty mediocre. Look, you know I've been pretty high on Drew Aller right out of the box this year. A lot of you agree with me. A lot of you wrote, hey, come on. Drew Aller's not better than J.J. McCarthy. I took a little bit of heat for it, but I made a stand, made a comment, um, as you do too. Anyway, he was pretty mediocre in this Illinois game. It was his first road game, first road start, I should say, for Penn State. He completed 16 of 33 passes, no touchdowns. But Penn State won the game because Luke Altmeyer for Illinois was even worse. He threw four interceptions in this game, and the finding Illini really didn't have much of a chance against Penn State in this game. Let's go to Michigan State. Noah Kim, he only completed 12 passes on the day, 12 of 31, and he only averaged 4.4 yards per attempt. That is woefully low. And he threw an interception. And on the other side, their opponent, Washington, which just crushed them 41 to 7. Michael Penix Jr. was lights out as he continues his march toward the possible Heisman. He had four touchdown passes, 473 yards. Noah Kim had to be looking at that going, wow, 
I want to be that someday. And he can be. He just had a bad day this Saturday. And, of course, Mel Tucker continues his suspension with the Spartans. Another game that I got a good look at um, at the quarterback play, and I think Minnesota, you Golden Gopher fans, you got to look at, quarter, at quarterback. I don't know if you have uh, any better options right now. You go to North Carolina, you lose 31-13, you get to see another quarterback uh, who is a, a Heisman candidate, and he just lit it up for over 400 yards. Other than that, if that's possible, I thought the Minnesota defense made some pretty good plays in that game. And I think Minnesota wasted a nice rushing attack because Ethan Kaliak Manis can't seem to create anything downfield. He can't create plays. He can't, he, he can run the offense. He can do what he's supposed to do, but he can't create anything and get that team rolling. He only completed 11 of 29 passes and threw an interception in the game is a problem. Ben Bryant only completed uh, half of his 34 passes in Northwestern's 38, 14 loss to Duke. Look, he also threw an interception, had a QBR of 24. Not a good day, but probably not all his fault. Look, the Cincinnati transfer, he's the Wildcats. They got a lot going on that's not good. All right, they got a lot to overcome. This probably wasn't all his fault. And, oh, by the way, Duke is good this year as well. Iowa beat Western Michigan. They beat him 41-10. to 10. Good job, Iowa, getting over that 25-point threshold for the first time all year. This game was 14-10 to 10 at the half. Great job by the defense all day long. 10 points in the first half, a shutout in the second half. Nice job, Iowa defense. Iowa defense has been solid for years. Offensively, that's the most points they've scored in years. So that was pretty good. Everybody should be happy with it. However, if I may be a, a fly in the ointment, I don't know. Cade McNamara, did he look right to you guys? He barely crossed 100 yards passing in this game, and he threw a couple of interceptions. The story was he practiced all week for the first time all year. As you know, he's been battling the quad all summer long. He, he, he fake pumps too much. That gives the defense a chance to get a step in the direction where he's going. He's hair late. His windup is slow. And um, I'm not sure how healthy the quad is, although there was no limping. But something's just not right. He threw a couple of interceptions in this game. He was late on what would have been a sure long touchdown pass uh, near the end of the first half. I'm not sure. Running back LaShawn Williams did save the day, though. He averaged over 12 yards of carry for Iowa, so good job to him. And again, that Iowa defense, I can't praise enough. Bad news for Hawkeyes fans. Of course, if you watch the game, Luke Lachey, uh, they're all everything tight end. Future NFLer. Looked like he suffered a pretty bad injury on the right ankle, lower leg. There appeared to be, I was watching it live, there appeared to be some displacement. I don't think they got it back in. I don't know if there's, we'll find out shortly what the deal is for him, but it looks like he's going to be out a long time left on crutches as well. And then Eric all who got the transfer transferred in from uh, Michigan. Uh, Kane McNamara is not utilizing his former teammate. He had one catch for 34 yards. Where is he? This is his opportunity to shine, but the good news is, and there is good news here. Hawkeyes fans, you guys are three and oh, three and oh, that's pretty good. So, Got a big game against Penn State. That's the whiteout game next week on national TV. What a great schedule there is for Big Ten football coming up this weekend. Fantastic. So um, we can't wait for all that. We're going to dive into that as the week continues. Love to hear your comments on what I thought was some poor quarterback play around the Big Ten. Hit me up on Twitter at TalkBigTen. Also, you can hit me up on comments here if you're watching on YouTube. That is always uh, very welcome. And... 
Um, not all quarterback play was bad. There's some good quarterback play in the Big Ten. All that coming up next right here on Locked On Big Ten. But I want to tell you about better help. Okay. If you've benefited from therapy, you know, this is this is something you can look into if you want to try something different or if you've never done it before, this is your chance to jump in. There's something called better help. Give them a try. They're uh, the they're entirely online. They're designed to be convenient. They're flexible. They're suited for your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And look, it's a, it's a stranger, somebody you've never met before. If it doesn't work out, you can switch therapists, no extra cost, and uh, you can do it anytime. Here's where you can check it out. So let therapy be your map to making everything better in your life, whether you're needing help for career decisions, relationships, anything else. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while navigating your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. So here's what you can do. Uh, go uh, with BetterHelp. You can visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnCollege. So, again, it's fantastic. I recommend it. BetterHelp. One more time. Um, it's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnCollege. Okay, so there was some good quarterback play. I don't want to be all too negative here coming out of the box at the beginning of the week, so let's get into it a little bit here. There were some very impressive quarterback performances throughout the league. First of all, let's start with Ohio State. Now, we focused uh, a lot of attention on Ohio State and their quarterback battle they had all summer long going into the early games. In fact, the first game, it wasn't even settled between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. And then all of a sudden, it looked like Kyle McCord was starting to have some separation. So last week, Ryan Day said, guess what? He's the starting quarterback moving forward. And he responded big time this weekend against Western Kentucky. The Buckeyes rolled it up 63-10. to 10. In fact, they scored 35 points in the second quarter. That's hard to do. I don't care what level of competition you have. 35 points in a quarter is, uh, is amazing. Kyle McCord only had four incomplete passes on the entire day. He threw three touchdown passes, including a 75-yarder to Marvin Harrison Jr. McCord tallied 318 yards. And now... Buckeyes get that out of the way. Now they can focus on this big game week four this weekend with playoff implications. We're going to be talking about this all week. The Buckeyes and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. As soon as the schedules came out, everybody circled this one. This is must-see TV. And then uh, at Camp Randall, interesting game that I watched with the Badgers as they beat Georgia Southern 35-14. to Remarkably, this game was tied at seven. At the half. And even more remarkably, Wisconsin picked up uh, Georgia Southern quarterback Davis Brin three times in the first half and yet still only had a 7 7 tie. I, I was I was flummoxed. I really was. And they ended up intercepting a couple more times, too. Five interceptions on the day. Badger defense kept them in it. And then finally, the offense seemed to wake up in the second half. Now, still no air attack at Wisconsin, at Camp Randall. It's, it's, it's not. We're just not. We're probably going to stop calling it that because that's not what they do. That's not who they are. Tanner Mordecai, I would say he managed He managed a nice game. He did. Um, 
19 to 30 through the air, 236 yards. Didn't score any, didn't throw for any touchdowns, but he made a few nifty runs, kept some drives going, had a couple of touchdown runs. So, I mean, he's moving the offense. Braylon Allen, 12 carries, 94 yards. That's about eight yards a crack. That's pretty good. That's kind of old style Wisconsin, what they do, what, no matter what you want to call it. And he had a couple of touchdowns. Overall, though, I thought a very nice win for the Badgers and a nice bounce back from last week's loss at Washington State. So they'll take it. That's good. Purdue, they lost to Syracuse 35-20. to But you know what? Hudson Card, he managed to throw for 323 yards. He had a touchdown. He also had an interception. There's some ability here. There's some ability here for Hudson Card, and the Boilermakers really need to start shoring up that Ryan Walters defense, which is what he was brought in to do, among other things, coming from Illinois as their defensive coordinator. So that's his specialty. They've given up a lot of points at Purdue this year. If they can get the defense rolling, Hudson Hudson Card has the arm. Uh, They got a nice running back there, so they can put together an offense. Meanwhile, and, um, and, and Purdue and Wisconsin are coming up, too. The, the two air raids will uh, we'll see how they do against each other. Another quarterback I wanted to point out was Indiana quarterback Taven Jackson. He absolutely, you know, from splitting time in the first game and finally working his way through the second game, he was named the starter, and he's really starting to put it together. He's the transfer from Tennessee, brother of Trace Jackson Davis. You all know the story there. And – um, they lost to Louisville. They played at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. They lost 21-14, but that game was 21 to nothing. And Indiana had a chance late to try and tie that up. Um, Jackson threw for 299 yards with a touchdown and a pick. So, And he made a couple of nice deep throws as well. So he's that first week against when he came in against Ohio State, everything was very narrow, tunnel vision, short. But he's starting to see the field a lot better, and he's coming along improving each and every week. So I thought I'd give him a shout-out there. Rutgers improved to 3-0, solid win against Virginia Tech. Uh, Kyle uh, Manangai, he ran for 143 yards and three touchdowns, worth mentioning there. Rutgers quarterback, though, Gavin Wimsett, didn't put up a lot of huge numbers, but he's running this offense. They got just a powerful line. He only threw for 46 yards in this game, but he did throw a touchdown pass, and he rushed for another 87 yards uh, and another touchdown and their win over Virginia Tech. Kind of. It's not the same style as what Nebraska's running, but quarterback-wise kind of is similar in some ways. And by the way, speaking of the Huskers, this is a situation to keep your eye on if you want to follow the quarterback situation. Jeff Sims, the Georgia Tech transfer, came in. This was his offense. He, um, he had six turnovers in the first two games, and then he got hurt. Remember, his ankle got rolled in the Colorado game. And he's still hurt, so he didn't play this weekend. And Heinrich Harburg, he came in, and they won 35-11 over Northern Illinois. Now, Northern Illinois is not of the same competition as Colorado and, of course, Minnesota, who they opened the season with. But he was very efficient. He threw a couple of touchdown passes. He rushed for another and rushed for 98 yards. Matt Rule said, he said, if Sims had been healthy, Sims would have still been the starter. I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure that that's the way to go based on what I've seen. But you Husker fans, I'd love to hear from you. I've seen a lot of stuff on social media. Feel free to hit me up uh, at Talk Big Ten on Twitter or here and uh, on YouTube if you're watching. But keep an eye on this quarterback situation with the Huskers. I think it is something, uh, it is a story that is developing for you Husker fans, okay? And I know it was all the way back on Friday 
But let's not forget Maryland's uh, Talia Tonga-Boyola, who threw for 342 yards and a touchdown of the Terps' 42-14 win over Virginia. By the way, second week in a row, Mike Loxley's team has fallen down 14 to nothing to start the game. Uh, if we can figure out at Maryland how to get quicker starts, then uh, then it'd be easy piece of cake. Yeah, another 14 nothing hole. They had to come back and storm back and, and win through that, which they did. Got to give them credit for it, and um, they're all they're 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 better for it. They ended up winning the game. And uh, feeling pretty good about themselves. So, and you know, start the football weekend on a Friday night with Talia Tagovailoa. Go through Sunday night with Tua playing uh, NFL Sunday night game. So, uh, the uh, the family is getting a lot of airtime lately. I want to take a moment here because coming up in a moment, we got our Big Ten top ten. From what I saw over the weekend, you can uh, have give me your thoughts as well. But I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. And since we're well into college football season, Locked On is kind of kicking up our coverage a little bit here. We got uh, Locked On College Football Kickoff. It's live. It's every Friday. It's basically everybody in the Locked On College channels coming together. It's got three great hosts, and uh, they go all over the country for updates and previews. It airs live on this channel and all the Locked On College channels, including Locked On Big Ten. 11 a.m. Friday live to 1 p.m. And it's there later if you want to catch it later in a recorded version. But nevertheless, you can catch that every Friday on this channel. You don't want to miss it. All right. And in the meantime, we're this close to 3,500 subscribers. Let's put us over the top. If you haven't done so already, I'm asking you, uh, go ahead and click on subscribe. It's free. You just click the button and you're good to go. I'm, we're good to go. And um, you can uh, be part of our Big Ten Club moving forward. Um, in addition to subscribing, you can share, you can follow, you can like Lockdown Big Ten, and we will be uh, forever grateful on all that. In the meantime, we will take a look at our Big Ten Top Ten, the top ten things I witnessed this weekend throughout the Big Ten. I will share them with you as we continue right here on Lockdown Big Ten. But I want to tell you about something that is really cool. I like Athletic Brewing Company. What is it? Well, they've completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full flavor, well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Plenty of taste to these things. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning, and they beat out full-strength beers in global competitions all the time. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, anything you can think of, they do. They're consistently releasing limited edition flavors as well. They're always experimenting with new styles and flavors to add to their variety. And it's just a, a fantastic product. And they are fit for all times because, again, it's non-alcoholic. So you can go to your kid's event. You can, you, can, you can drink there. No alcohol. You can listen to this podcast. Alcohol-free. <laughs> all right? Uh, you can uh, do some yard work. You can work out. You can drink it. Tastes great. All right. And no hangovers. Literally fit for all times. You can find Athletic, uh, athletic Brewing Company's non alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. And guess what? If you are a first time customer, you can uh, use the code locked on and get 15% off your first online order. That's locked on L O C K E D O N at checkout for 15% off athleticbrewing.com. 
near beer exclusions and conditions apply athletic brewing company fit for all times all right so i always make observations on uh, my top 10 observations throughout the week we're gonna put them here on screen speaking of on screen if you see on the bottom we've got a brand new website very proud of called talk big 10.com very easy to remember it's the number 10 talk big 10.com just like our twitter handle as it, twitter handle x handle is the number 10 talk big 10 one zero so everything we do is off of that so check it out i would really appreciate it so let's put on the screen here and we got our top 10 things that i observed over the weekend in the big 10 First of all, I got an honorable mention, okay? This is uh, Indiana running back Jalen Lucas, 127 yards from scrimmage versus Louisville. He's the best athlete on their team and very productive on Saturday. Now, let's get to the top 10. We'll start at number 10. I want to give some run to Nebraska quarterback Heinrich Harburg. As I just told you, he came in for Jeff Sims. Two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown versus Northern Illinois. Very solid effort there. Also... Um, let's make this full screen. I want to add at uh, number nine, Purdue wide receiver, Abdur Rahman uh, Yassin had a great day, 10 catches, 114 yards versus Syracuse in the loss. But certainly uh, Purdue has had a nice string of high-end wide receivers over the year, and it looks like it is continuing. At number eight, I want to give some uh, love to Michigan running back Blake Corum. Again, we let off the program today talking about how J.J. McCarthy had an off day with three interceptions. Well, Blake Corum had 12 carries for 101 yards and two touchdowns in the game on Saturday night. Elsewhere, Maryland uh, kick returner, Braden Wislowski. That's right. He had a 98-yard kickoff return for touchdown. This is something you just don't see anymore. All the fair catches and all the rules that protect people. You don't see good kickoff returns anymore. Well, this one was 98 yards to the house. And I want to put his teammate in at number six, Maryland defensive back, uh, Tarheeb Steele. Uh, Tarheeb Steele, uh, two interceptions versus Virginia in that game. Congratulations to him. And at number five, Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., couple of weeks in a row, he's had some nice games. Five catches, 126 yards, and a 75-yard touchdown in their game on Saturday. Moving on up on the list, at number four, Rutgers running back Kyle Manangai. He had a great day, 16 carries, 143 yards, and three touchdowns versus Virginia Tech. At number three, we're going to put uh, Iowa running back LaShawn Williams. Hard, hard runner. 12 carries. 145 yards, averaging over 12 yards a carry. And again, with K. McNamara not playing that great, they really needed that strong running game at Iowa, and he came through. All right, my top two are defensive plays here. At number two, the Penn State defense, four interceptions of Luke Altmeyer and the Illinois quarterback on Saturday for that win. And at number one, the Wisconsin Badger defense. Five interceptions and six sacks. You're going to win almost every game ever if you have five interceptions and six sacks. So congratulations to them. That um, That is pretty nice. A nice effort defensively in that game against Georgia Southern in which they won. So uh, that is our top 10. We do that every Monday, our Big Ten top 10. 
Top 10 observations by me. Always like to present that list going into uh, the beginning of the week. I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Our everydayers out there, our next show, going to have a little bit left over from week three, but we're going to quickly turn and pivot and look ahead to week four. There's just too many good games coming up. We're very excited about the schedule now that we got a lot of the non-conference games out of the way and uh, still a few left. Like, for example, Ohio State, Notre Dame, obviously not a, a conference game, but uh, there are some great games on the schedule, and we're going to dive into those a little bit as well. So please join us along for that ride. And uh, as I've always said, many ways for you to reach out to me. Hit me up at uh, Twitter at TalkBig10. You can follow everything we do. We always post this show uh, on Twitter as well, if that's an easy way for you to consume it as well. Our new website, TalkBig10, the number 10.com, TalkBig10.com. We'll put these shows there too. And uh, also, you can hit me up here on YouTube with the comments below. And I get to those and just mow through them. There's so many. I thank you. I always appreciate it. Most of them are nice. Not all of them. Most of them. Always appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. We don't want you to miss uh, now we invite you to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. Have yourself a great day. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to talk to you again. I'm Craig Sheeman for Locked On Big Ten.